Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we hope that everyone had a wonderful holiday, uh, regardless of what holiday you've celebrated recently. We hope it was great. Uh, this is coming out the day after Christmas. Uh, so if you celebrated Christmas, we hope you had a great Christmas. I think that's also near the end of Hanukkah. So we hope you had a wonderful Hanukkah. Um, and I think Kwanzaa is around the same time. So whatever you celebrate, we hope. Enjoy. It's a wondrous time for you. Absolutely. And we hope that it was a great time. So uh, we did some Christmas stuff this year. We did an ugly mm-hmm. Christmas sweater party. We talked about Spirited. We talked about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Val, we know you're not necessarily the biggest fan of all of the Christmas movies out there. I'm at this point where I'm like, you know, I've watched a lot of Christmas movies. I'm ready, to be I'm ready for something different. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So uh, today we are giving you a palate cleanser episode. This is not going to be Christmas related at all. We are talking about Knives Out. If you missed it on Saturday, we released our review of Glass Onion. Spoiler free. We didn't spoil anything in the movie for you. So if you haven't seen Glass Onion and wondering whether or not you should and you put any stock in our opinions, uh, there you go. We recommended you should see it. So go watch that episode and we'll tell you why. A and Jake gave it an A+. I did. I you guys did. are giving that... away all of our secrets. You're not very good at mysteries. Yeah. We wanted we wanted to leave something for them to go see the episode. Mainly for our witty banter. That's well, the biggest yeah, reason. Go back and enjoy and sometimes when you know the ending, then you go back and rewatch. But I'm sure they've already listened. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. I hope so. Um we're we're gonna do more of those reviews as the new year comes. And I think most of the new movies are going to be in a different format. We're not necessarily with a brand new movie that's come out, we're gonna not necessarily do an episode like this. But we have some other things that we're gonna announce as far as new movies go. So uh stay tuned for that. 2023. We don't want to say this is our year. We're going into 2023 quietly, Quiet. hoping nobody notices. We're just gonna keep mm-hmm. going. Nobody try to make waves in 2023 no, just no, let it happen in, smile be polite yeah, yeah exactly exactly so that's what we're hoping to do with 2023 but we've got some good things going for us so um this is our last episode of 2022 so cow. yeah we should be doing a recount of the year but we're not going to because you've got enough of those going on as well <laughs> if you're if your facebook feed is anything like mine you've got the spotify wrapped and the apple music equivalent and you're starting to see from all of your movie friends the best of 2022 i'll Mm -hmm. put a link um to what to see with val's top 10 lists on our um social media if that's okay um yeah absolutely together about six different top 10 lists and i will be on good things utah on friday talking um about my 10 feel good movies of the year not these are not like the critically acclaimed, this is not who right. I think mm-hmm. should necessarily be winning Oscars. These are movies that I really enjoyed watching during 2022 and that I think other people would also enjoy watching. And then so, on the website link, there will also be like critically acclaimed favorite movies of the year, like like all the technical yeah. aspects. But these are yeah. my like feel good, really enjoyed watching 
Um, like Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. If you haven't seen that movie, and, I'll give you one on my list. You can see what number that is. Um, yep. But yeah. And and Pearl, I'm sure, is there. X is going to be Pearl up there. Pearl is not on any of my lists Barbarian. ever. Um, I mean, I can keep going. <laughs> Hellraiser. Tracy, Tracy's I think you and Val have a different list of Tracy's feel-good movies. Tracy's listing movies, movies uh, that Val will never see. <laughs> <laughs> the top 10 movies from 2023 that Val will never see that she'll didn't watch yes um yeah it's it's i like the way you put that the the feel-good movies the movies that you enjoyed not necessarily the ones that are going to be critically acclaimed winning awards that kind of thing i posted the other day that i watched top gun maverick again and it still oh. holds up still love that movie maybe my favorite of the year and tracy you responded with well most entertaining for sure and i said yeah, that's what makes it my favorite. Is it the best yeah. movie? It's not going to, I don't know that it's going to win best picture, but. Well, um, I do want to say it. that for uh, Top Gun Maverick was in a lot of the categories for the Utah Film Critic Association. We did yeah. all of our votes last week and Top Gun Maverick was in there and we're professionals. Um, mm, yeah. And again, you can have a movie that the story, the story is not necessarily there, but the movie is well-made and yep. it's enjoyable and it can still be there and it is nominated for a lot of things and it's they think it's going to be nominated <coughs> you know for oscars but again this isn't you know that show but yep, right. you know yeah there, there there's something about seeing a movie on a big screen where it's just it yeah. transports you it takes you out of time puts you into the story and you just enjoy the heck out of it I think, you know. I think that was one thing that happened for me this year in 2022 was that experience yes. came back mm -hmm. because Top Gun Maverick was an example of that. I saw that on IMAX and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, we saw Avatar. Avatar, The Way of Water, which again was amazing. These became movies that you felt like you needed to go to the theater to see yep. um, and experience. And that had kind of been for understandable reasons been missing from from the last couple of years so it was good mm -hmm. to have a couple of those movies that i felt like i have to go see this in the theater yeah, yeah. and and those were two prime examples for me of, of that happening i think the batman also i felt oh, that way batman i've watched it since on the small screen and it is fine it's still really good but on the big screen when it you're was, there experiencing it it was much different that score so, coming through those imax yes oh so the score good. is incredible in the yeah. Batman. So, um, yeah. So it's been a good year for movies. I'm hoping that 2023 <laughs> continues that trend and Absolutely. we'll see how it goes. So, um, and, and Top Gun Mavericks, a good, I mean, he, we held on to that one for a long time. Like it was supposed to come out in 2020 and then it yeah. didn't. And then it kept getting pushed back. And did I'm you glad. guys see his, uh, did you see Tom Cruise's thank you to the fans for yeah. watching Top Gun? Yeah. That was yes. Cool. Where he, skydives <laughs> well and he's he's put out a lot of videos lately um because there's another one where he drives his motorcycle off a cliff off a cliff multiple times yeah yeah that guy i whether or not you like him as an actor i think you've got to respect his dedication to his craft he like knows who guy, he is and he fights for what he wants he he knows what he wants he and he's good at what he does and he, is. he just his determination to do the things the way he thinks that they should be done i've got major major hats off to him yep and it, and that's another guy who's who we kind of mentioned this in the knives out glass onion 
but it's kind of like Dave Bautista. He, like he's not going to win any major acting awards, but he is good at what he does and he's entertaining as heck. So yeah, I'm sure Tom Cruise really appreciates you putting him in the Dave same Bautista category as Dave Bautista. Welcome, Tom. <laughs> Tom, if you're watching, because I know you know Tom and I are close. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Tracy didn't mean it. He listens, to the, your he listens to the show while he's in between takes. Yeah. Listen, I think 2026, Dave Batista is going to blow us out of the water with some role. <laughs> We're all going to be crying. Bison like, man. He's new. Give him a break. He's new. I, I, I have nothing against Dave Batista. I'm just saying. Whatever, Jake. You hate Dave Batista. Oh just my gosh. Say. This is. <laughs> Great. The list continues. Somehow I hate Keanu Reeves. Somehow I hate Dave Bautista. Like, you know who hates Keanu Reeves? Yes, I do. Matthew Perry does not like I him at all. I was just listening to Matthew Perry's book, and I had no idea about any of this. And then I'm listening to the book, and he throws Keanu Reeves under the bus not once, but twice. And I was like, dang, Matthew Perry. Like, it was a good yeah. book. It was a rough, a rough listen. He has had just a crazy he shouldn't be alive matthew perry should yeah. not be alive right now and no, he, he is shouldn't. um and i just can't believe he was dealing with all of that behind closed door you know what i mean like it's yeah. he, that is he is the perfect um poster child for you never know what someone is going through yeah um and you think someone's life is going really well but yeah why keanu reeves man like there you could have <laughs> I, I don't know people. I do, I do appreciate though that you said he threw Keanu Reeves under the bus because, like, that's just beautiful. Miles an hour. That just, yeah, it was going know, at least fifty-five miles an hour. I know that he likes to be Matthew Perry likes to be like ironic, and he likes yeah. to make fun of people that he uh, actually likes and regards very well. And so maybe that's what that was. But he yeah, did it twice, and, and I think if you're going to make fun of anyone. Do it with somebody that their fans are not going to come kill you, Matthew Perry. Like, like yeah. Jared Leto. Yeah. We, yeah that, Does he <laughs> even know who care. Jared Leto is? <laughs> but but you talked about uh, Tom Cruise just kind of doing what he wants. And, you know, we're going to talk about another uh, person in the film industry today who does what they want. And that's Ryan Johnson, who's well known for doing what he wants. Ryan yep. with an and, eye. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that's the whole controversy with The Last Jedi, which just hit five years. Uh, but also with the movie we're talking about today, Knives Out, which is, I think, a brilliant, brilliant film. It gives us this character of Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig and played beautifully by, by Daniel Craig. And then a whole cast, an ensemble cast of just incredibly funny, eclectic family members. And it's a murder mystery. All uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Heracles, Christie. what's that? Agatha Christie, yeah, Agatha Christie, uh, those kind of things. Um, but I think for me, the difference maker is the script from Ryan Johnson and the way that these actors play these characters because they just that's what makes this film for me. Well, and he's yeah. super gutsy with all of his casting, but this one I think yeah. was probably the biggest gutsy mood for him because mm -hmm. you're taking Captain America right out of um Endgame, right? Like I think we, it was yeah. Civil War. Was it Endgame? Civil War? I don't know. It's I think like, it was end I think it was think Endgame. It was like Knives we, Out came out in 2019. I yeah, think. it was Endgame. Okay. So right out of the fact that we have been following 
Chris Evans as Cap for 10 years and this is how we know him, love him, and you want us to like him as something else? Like, whatever, man. Like, yeah. I don't know what you think you're doing, but only Ryan Johnson can do that. And as much as I thought it was gutsy and I love Chris Evans, he's not the highlight or star of this, which I also no. think right. is good because he just made him like they're all these, it's an ensemble cast, but even the ones that he pushes forward a little bit to highlight a little bit more are not the people when you read this cast that you think it's going to be. It's Anna de Armas, like one of her uh -huh. first roles. So we yes. don't even really know who this kid is yet. Right. We've got Chris Evans, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Michael mm -hmm. Shannon, Christopher Plummer, Don Johnson, like, and then Lakeith Stanfield, who I love. And I'm just, the only thing that I hate about this movie is that I don't get more Lakeith because I'm a huge fan of him and we don't really. Yeah. He's just mm -hmm. kind of, he's there for a minute. Yeah. You know? Well, and when you were mentioning Chris Evans, like he does not have a line in the movie until over an hour into the film. Oh yeah. He doesn't. He's, he, like, you see he's not a likable character. <laughs> no, this is not Captain I'm going to take your superhero and I'm going to make you hate him. And then you're going to uh -huh. hate yourself and, for hating him. But you're going to love the fact that you hate him. Yeah, because he you is question such yourself. a good villain you in do. this. Like yeah. halfway through the movie, you're questioning, like, is this right? Is this <laughs> something I'm supposed to feel? Like, I'm like, can we stop for a minute so that I can gather how well, I'm I read feeling? A, I read an interview with Ryan Johnson, and he said originally the script was full of F-bombs in that one particular scene with Chris Evans. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he decided to cut all of it because he's like, I want this to be, He's because Ryan Johnson grew up on 1970s whodunit thrillers like yeah right his, his film knowledge like if you listen to him talk like his knowledge of of genre is just incredible and he'll name off like all these detective films that influenced him and i love the fact that he he takes all of that and then he's like i want this to be more family friendly i want it to be like what i enjoyed watching with my family so then they did with the the eat shit line and then yeah. They said that Michael Shannon uh, improvised his "I will not eat one iota of shit." <laughs> they said that was completely improv, and they were like, "Okay, we, we, we. Well, <laughs> will not I, eat." I, I was thinking about it because it is a PG thirteen movie, which means you get the one right yeah. that you can drop in there. Mm -hmm. And I've decided that he is a master of, of picking the spot to drop the one because. <laughs> This it's right toward the beginning, and it's Don Johnson's character that does it when it's when Benoit Blanc is just playing the keys on the piano, and he's like, "Who the f is that?" And it just comes in, and it's just quick, but it's just so perfectly timed. And then the other, I mean, I could see that rant from Chris Evans having all the f bombs in yeah. there, but it works really well with just the e. Oh, the way yeah, the way he delivers that line where he's like. You and you, <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, you can eat, you can, and it's just so good. It's like Oprah giving out the, uh -huh. yeah, you get a car, yeah, and he's, you get a he's car the and... Oprah of uh feces, is what it is. You get to eat it, you get to eat it, you is get to eat it. Everybody, no, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, his character is so good in this, and it, it highlights for me what the experience of watching the film was because. As I watched it, I would think I had something figured out and then uh -huh. I didn't. And then I thought it was something else. And then it kind of goes because when when Ransom, when they're talking about him and everything, I'm like, he's got to be the bad guy. He's got to be involved in the murder and everything. But then when he takes her 
to the restaurant and he mm-hmm. gets her away from everybody. I'm like, maybe he's not. Maybe I see this is one of those characters where everybody thinks they're really nasty and bad, but he's actually really actually, the good guy. Nice, nice. I'm okay with that. And then when he's like, tell me everything about it. You've just eaten all these uh, beans and bacon and here's a bowl and I'm going to know when you're lying. I was like, nope, he is absolutely a bad guy. And But it, it just in a, those few minutes, you're going back and forth on this character. Mm-hmm. And really mm-hmm. with a lot of the characters throughout the movie, you're like, okay, who has the best motive? Who would have done this? And then as it's revealing that it was Marta the whole time, you're like, that can't be right. Because she's like the nicest person. In, she can't be the murderer. And you're like, but but she probably is the murderer because that's all twisty and you don't expect yeah. it. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one is a lot, it's more of the twisty versions of the Knives Out, where Uh I think Glass Onion is, um, it's not as twisty, but it is one of those where it's like, I'm, look at this over here, while I have this happening over here. Oh, wait, look at this shiny thing, but this is happening over here. It's kind of one of, you know, it's it's one of those, like. A magic trick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they both work so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, this one but I like that that they feel different though. Because I would oh, imagine absolutely. working as a detective in a in the real each case is gonna unfold itself differently. And so I like that they each have a unique feel to it. I'm sorry I cut you off, Val. You said oh, this you're one. totally fine. Um no, this one and I will probably get hate mail for this, but when I think about the difference between the two movies, just in really like layman's terms of movies. This one is the color of like dishwater the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other knives out glass onion is like a pinata. <laughs> like yeah. I just, like it's you've got this very dark setting with a very dark storyline. And the other one is like this very bright and in your face and flamboyant setting with mm-hmm. twists with like you said, magic tricks yeah. instead of twists yeah. and turns, but yeah. and so they're they feel and I love very, the fact they feel very different and they look the very same different. cinematographer too. Yeah, well, I just yeah. I think it's brilliant it's so how they different. play with color and uh-huh. how they yeah. play with lighting and how they play with settings because this other one, the settings, most of them are outside and bright and you go inside a little bit, and this one is almost always inside and you go uh-huh. outside a little bit, and right. so it's. It's, and and even yeah. even when they're outside, it's it's that New England overcast. type fall uh-huh. overcast mm-hmm. the whole time, and it's not like it. The color of dishwater is an interesting way to describe it because I don't think it's wrong. Like the whole time, it's it is not. kind of that muted color. It's not. A, it's not me being mean. It's just like no. when I when you say knives out to me, I immediate because I see things in color when you say them to me. I immediately yeah. think of dishwater and blue. Like mm. there's, there's always some kind of blue and just brown, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just like this brown with, uh, with every once in a while blue. And if you say glass onion, I'm thinking well, like every color on a pinata. And a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the characters are dressed accordingly. Like yeah. Chris Evans has a kind of beige sweater. Um, sweater? sweater? <laughs> yep, he does have a beige sweater. Is it a schmedium? <laughs> it's a schmedium sized sweater. Love it. Does it make him sweaty? <laughs> what I loved, like in in Glass Onion, is like when <laughs> you said you said sweaty, and I I can't help but go back to oh, Saturday God. Night Live. Alec Baldwin. 
We've got our own one now. You've got a sweaty, medium sweater that makes you. <laughs> I don't know how to say medium it. Sweater. I can't say that six times fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just gonna say. I mean, like, and then you see Benoit Blanc in the second one, where he like comes out in that blue and white striped short. Yes. Suit, you know? Oh, great. <clears throat> so, but yeah. I, I love. I was noticing this watching this again yesterday. Just the the way he does his framing. And the way he places the characters in that frame is so interesting. And when he, when Benoit is, is interviewing these people and he asks them a question and then we cut to the actual thing that actually happened. We see what the discussion was between ransom and, and the, is it his grandfather? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, his grandfather. And, and we see the scene or we see what happened with Michael Shannon's character or whatever. And then we cut back to the character Every single time we get this fairly close up where you can just see the expression on their face. And it's so great because you see them going, what should I say? And then they dive into the story that they tell to cover up what actually occurred. Yeah. And that is just so much fun. Yeah. I do want to say that this movie, what he did for us is made us remember um, how talented people are. Like, I didn't know that I mm -hmm. missed Don Johnson. Yeah, um, yeah. In a movie, because if you were like, yeah, Don Johnson's in it, I would have been like, okay, that's fine. But he holds his own. He is such a good actor that I've totally forgotten about. But my other thing is, like, I will watch anything Tony Collette is in. Oh, but right. I give except, you. Except for um, Hereditary. Don't see that one. Yeah, I mean, I try not to remember that movie. So <laughs> thanks for putting that in there. Um, but I give you, I want to give you a little treat, kids, okay. of what I think you should do. If you're a fan or you like Jamie Lee Curtis a little bit, mm -hmm. I would watch this movie and then back to back, make a little double feature, watch everything everywhere all at once. And to That's see her in this, do this character and how brilliant she is. And she's very, there's moments where she's very reined in and then very in your face and then watching everything everywhere all at once where it's just, she's brilliant at being so reined in uh -huh, on the most mm -hmm. ridiculous moments. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it takes a talent to be sitting there in a movie, like everything everywhere all at once with that character mm -hmm. and to just try and blend into the background, but you're not because mm -hmm. you're brilliant. But well, watch right. these two movies back to back and you're, yeah. it's a little treat for you. You're welcome she's one that can really disappear into a role. I like, you still mm -hmm. know it's Jamie Lee Curtis, but you're like, you just want to see what this character. But I think people does. forget about her. Like you I think, agree. Yeah. you think of mm -hmm. Halloween. Okay. Okay. Let's like, let's name another movie that she's in other than Halloween. It's going to be probably freaky Friday. Yeah. And I mean, as yeah. much as that's cute, it's whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, she made other movies, but that's what yeah. she's really known for. And right. then you take these two movies um she's just brilliant well and, and yeah i feel like the roles that i think of her in like off the top of my head are like true lies or like yeah. trading places both movies that again aren't known for like showcasing an actor's talents so i think yeah, you're right. right she is one that people kind of forget about how good she is and she is but really how long good ago in this was movie. True Lies? You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was it's... yeah, long like thirty yeah. years ago now because it was in the nineties, which Ooh, means it was thirty yeah. years ago. I don't Ooh. like thinking about it; it makes me sad. 
<laughs> like I have purposely not watched the trailer for that 90s show because I just don't want to feel that old. Yeah, I know. I don't want to either. <laughs> uh, and and I mean, I'm younger than you are, Tracy, so I can only imagine how old it makes you feel. <laughs> good afternoon, no. Jake. Yeah, good afternoon indeed. Uh, good yeah, afternoon. I... I when I watched Glass Onion, there were a lot of lines in there that I thought, I don't remember these kind of lines being in Knives Out, where yeah. they're just super kind of funny one-liner things. But then I watched Knives Out again. I'm like, no, they're in there. You just kind of miss it in the dishwater color of the movie, right? Because mm -hmm. it is a little it's bit a little more, more serious. Subtle. Yeah. yeah. But like at one point when they're talking about the kid overhearing the conversation and Don Johnson drops the line, yeah, he was in there joylessly masturbating to pictures of dead deer i'm like what in the world that is an amazing line and the way he delivers it is so good i need it to was go mark hilarious. that mark that off my list of things that i never thought i'd hear you say I, i'm like is jake gonna where's my he, bingo card <laughs> i went there it's a great like it is it is it i is just like it's not something that i would say in normal everyday conversation <laughs> <No>. ever <laughs> <laughs> or that you would ever, but like the way it's delivered by Don yeah, Johnson yeah. in the film Again, just works so well. <laughs> just and like, yeah, it, it's just so good. And the way the family turns so quickly on Marta, uh -huh. and it's just everything well, in it love, is just really well done. He calls Marta, Don Johnson, when he calls Marta in. Yes, oh my gosh. I got place. so uncomfortable. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is so bad. And then if you'll notice, he hands her his plate. Yes. She's the maid. Yes. <laughs> and her family's from Paraguay, not Uruguay. And her it's family, that's the other thing. They keep screwing it up. Like somebody says that they're from Guatemala. <laughs> yeah. They like he does such a good job at, at making her point. Because by the well, end of the movie, you're like, well, she, good job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Well, and, and, and Jamie Lee Curtis delivers a great line when she's like, are you boinking my dad? Were you boinking my dad? And they're like, boinking? <laughs> like... <laughs> Another great line that well, I probably wouldn't use in everyday conversation ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, I, I think Ryan Johnson got a lot of heat for The Last Jedi. When... Really? I had never heard that. <laughs> But the thing that was, that's with Ryan Johnson, and I got to give him major props because every interview that I've seen with him, he and every like fan interaction online, and just from the the people that I know in the business who have heard stories, he is like the nicest, most down to earth guy. And they're like, when he was out with like making the the festival circuit with Brick, and then later with Looper. They're like, if you see him now at one of these events, he's the same guy that he was back then. Like he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't changed. And he's just like, he would hang out even after um, the first, uh, after this with Knives Out, like he'd just hang out in the lobby of the theater and like talk to people afterwards. I'm like who does that? You know, like well, he stayed for like an hour and a half and just chatted with people and took photos and hung out. You mentioned, Val, how cool it is to follow him on Twitter, and it is because he is so genuine, and his interactions with a lot of fans on there are really great. What I find so amazing about him on social media is, you, you know, with The Last Jedi, 
he has taken a lot of heat on that, like mm-hmm. you said, Tracy, and he's handled it really well. Like he's never been like super angry. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure internally he's like, I, j- I hate talking to people about this movie when they're being so negative about it. I'll avoid using the T word. Cause I know that offends people when I say you just don't like the movie in any way, right. but he, he has handled a lot of that uh, anger and frustration really, really well. And even as it came up on the five-year anniversary, he still was releasing posts and stuff about how he enjoyed making the movie and what mm-hmm. he enjoyed about it and why it was. And and I think that that's really great. He has he stands by he his stayed work. true to himself. Yeah, well, yeah. He I like the fact that he tries different things. Like, yeah, who would cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt and say he is going to play a younger version of Bruce Willis? You know, like they don't yeah. look anything alike, but yet somehow he makes that work. And I do think it's funny because Joseph Gordon-Levitt has appeared in just about every Ryan Johnson film. And in this one, he plays the, um, the voice of somebody that's like on the, like on the police scanner. I can't remember. Yeah. Like he's not even on screen. One line. Yeah. 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 Because you mentioned when Val, you mentioned he was in it. I'm like, when was Joseph Gordon-Levitt? But it's his voice. That's (laughs) all you hear. It's just his voice. That's it. One line. It and, might even be like one of the TV shows that Marta's grandma's watching or something. Yeah. I can't remember, but it it's and and to be able to have that kind of pull and relationship. I mean, Frank Oz comes in and plays yeah. Yeah. the the lawyer. And if you mm-hmm. don't know who Frank Oz is, I mean that's the voice of Yoda. You that's Yoda. Stop watching as, our stuff right Grover. now and go like Yeah. It's Grover, Yoda, and also the lawyer in Knives Out. That and and an accomplished filmmaker too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, he's it's like, hey, Frank movies. Oz, what are you doing? I mean, nothing. Well, do you want to come do you this today? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and yeah, you look at and and I love the fact that he he creates creates these characters, and then he hires these actors that you would not think would go well together, like yeah. Michael that's Shannon. That's that gussy Christmas stuff Palmer. I was talking about. Yeah. 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 Like that's not one that you'd think of necessarily off the top of your head, and yet it works perfectly. Well, and and I think. um he finds these actresses or actors that are kind of on the up and up, like yes. uh, actress, Anna. Uh, what's her last name? Anna de Armas. And he pairs her with Daniel Craig mm-hmm. throughout most of the movie. And she shines next to Daniel yeah. Craig, which I think is a testament to Daniel Craig as an actor too, because I think which... there are some actors that when you're, working with them they make you look better they help you be better um but i think it's a testament to her that she's able to do that and not get lost in in that you know in that she got to be in a bond film yeah how cool is that (laughs) that's pretty cool well and i really like her um in no time to die because mm -hmm. like she was in no time to die and then she was in the gray man and the gray man is such an awful movie um it's so bad and it shouldn't be bad, but it is, but it shows that you can have two movies that are based on similar things come out around the same time. And one, I mean, and equally cast, like, I mean, the yeah, green man yeah. should have worked. Right. I mean, you're you thinking got you've got directing. Chris Evans, her and Chris Evans again, mm-hmm, you've got Ryan mm-hmm. Gosling, um, you know, and it's just the most boring movie with all of these beautiful people in it, it's like, I I wouldn't tell my worst enemy to watch that film, but then you have no time to die where she's in it. And she's not even really a main part of it, but every scene that she's in, she steals 
the scene from Daniel Craig and he doesn't mind. Like he is right, such no. a generous actor. Like he yeah. understands his role, especially for No Time to Die. I would love to just like talk about that yeah. for like an hour, but yeah. Let's can we just can we just cover like three of can we cover all of Daniel Craig's sure. the month of Daniel Craig as a Absolutely. Uh, we could do we could do a month of of the Daniel Craig 007 movies because yeah. No Time to Die was his last one. Is that yeah yeah and, yeah. Then, and so we could do all of them in a month and just talk yeah. about. But I mean, it just shows great. like her in in any movie I've seen her in, even if the movie is poo, like she has done such a great job, and you yeah, never would have known by seeing Knives Out. Like in Knives Out, she plays a character she doesn't this play any time after. Part. That. Yeah, she's, yeah. this is the only time i've seen her play this type of character yes. and it's so unassuming uh-huh. yes and every time after that and i'm not like putting this down she plays characters that really emphasize her beauty right. which mm-hmm. is totally fine i don't have right. an issue with it but with this character you really get to focus on her acting yeah because she's got, like the pullover sweater she's well, got her I mean, hair. She just yeah i mean that's not her character and i really appreciated it because then when i saw her in these other things i'm like wait a second she's that's the same you know and i feel bad that she's not really getting noticed for blonde because the movie wasn't great but she was fantastic in it it's another movie i don't you got to be cautious if you're gonna see that movie but um she's had a lot of work over the past couple of years and i really think ryan johnson was the start of that for her yeah i think so too I I think so too. And and she is just the way she delivers so much of her dialogue in this movie, like you said, Val, so unassuming. And and that's why the whole time is the murder is pointing more and more to her mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, no, she can't. Like, there's no yeah. there's gotta be more to it. Cause you don't want her to be at all the bad guy. And then right. when he reads that toxology report and she's about to confess to the family what she did, and he stops her from doing it. You're like, yes, he, like there's some kind of redemption here. And, and mm-hmm. you find out, no, you gave him the right medicine because there's just the slightest difference in how they look. And you're a good nurse and you get and you the like, okay, good. subconsciously. Yeah. But then when she gets uh ransom at the end with the and lies about Fran still being alive and then just throws up all over him. It is so just gross. such a great moment. It's so great. And the other, de- the detectives in the background, that means she's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> but, yeah, we know. but she just does a great job. Um, but for me, meeting Benoit Blanc and Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc in this, like th- he has become one of my favorite characters in film uh-huh. and the way he plays this character, like when they're driving after um when he's in the car with her and she, when he sees her at the, at the records place being burned down, they pull him uh-huh. over and the car chase. And he's like, this mystery, there is a hole in the middle of this mystery. It's like a donut, like a donut hole. It's like a donut. <laughs> and he just keeps saying donut and donut holes over and over again. I'm like, dude, you've got to stop saying donut holes. This is, but it is hilarious. Just Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson wanted to cut that from the script. And Daniel Craig was like, no, I can do this and I can make this work. This is and he really does. Good stuff. <laughs> he does like it. If any, if 
anyone else was playing that character and just kept saying, I'm like, this is, this guy's an idiot. This is dumb, uh-huh. but he just pulls it off so well. Uh, and then when he goes back to it, there's a donut hole in the middle and, and it, you know, I thought it was filled that's with a donut, donut hole, but that's just hole. a donut hole in the donut hole. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're back on the donuts. Please just stop with the donuts, <laughs> but it works. Yeah. There's a, I, I liked the, there's something fun about a whodunit when the when they finally reveal the whole the whole series the whole secret and they're like and then this happened it's like Clue we yeah I, I think mm-hmm. we discussed that on the show we've, we've yeah. talked about Clue before. <clears throat> so it's like then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and yeah. I like the fact that not to not to pull away from this one but in Glass Onion. Like he does that in a place that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I thought that's a fun twist yeah. on that because here at the end, like you said, Jake, when she's getting ready to confess and he realizes that she did he not, gets it, he puts it all together. The, yeah. He yeah. gets to release all this information. Um, yeah. But that's one of my favorite parts of a whodunit when they're like, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and you're like, oh, okay. And I love too at the end when she says to him, but I should probably help this family. Right. And he's like, well, I have my opinion on that. <laughs> but I have a feeling you're just going to follow your heart anyway. And then he walks out and I'm like, <laughs> that's so great. Well, and then at the because end, I've... when she's standing on the balcony and they're all down below and she's got the coffee mug, my house. You know? My rules, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> the framing well, of that is so great. I love, I love when Michael Shannon's character, Walt, comes to her. And he's like, look, with our family's resources, we can get the best lawyers. We can help your mom. We can get her to stay here. And she's like, oh, so with your family's resources, you'd be able to make all of that happen. And she wouldn't be in trouble. Yeah, we can make that all go away. Oh, well, since I have your family's resources now, I guess I could do that. Thanks. And like, (laughs) she just has these moments because she is so unassuming. And when she has those moments, they just hit harder. I just, Uh I love it. Uh Super smart. Yep. Smart. Super smart script. <laughs> Is it a smart sweater? sweater? It's a smart sweater, sweater, schmedium. <laughs> sweaty. Okay. Sweaty sweater. Sweaty schmedium sweater. I do think it's smart color. If, if, you, if you have this on um, physical medium, like probably Dave does. Um, the, in, in the director's commentary, which they recorded a week after the movie came out, and Ryan Johnson was so tickled that Chris Evans' sweater had actually kind of become like the thing that people were talking about. Um, and I, he, I just think that's so funny that he would be so excited that somebody was was so excited about the sweater. But yeah, yeah, well, the little things. They all were so smartly dressed, and mm-hmm. and it just worked. The little things, like you said, Val, I, when he, at the very end, when she says, when did you first suspect that I had something to do with it? He said, oh, from the beginning. And she's like, how? And he points to her shoe, which you see an hour and a half earlier in the movie. They show that little speck of blood on her shoe uh-huh. and they don't refer to it again for the rest of the movie. And then and he points to her it. shoe and you're like, oh man, that's right. They showed that at the beginning and never went back to it. And just so so smart so smartly done I yeah he gives you it. enough that when the reveal happens you go oh yeah but the, he gives you enough that he plants that seed without drawing super amount of attention to it yeah yeah 
And even when she's trying to save the nurse, or not the nurse, but the the Fran, uh-huh. and she said, "You did this," and she was like, "You." She didn't say, "You did this." Like I, she said, "Hugh," because you, <laughs> and she's like, "Because you always made the help call you Hugh because you're an a hole." <laughs> so many good lines, like just so good. I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. This was the movie where I decided I think I'm just a big Ryan Johnson fan. Like uh-huh. I, I love The Last Jedi. I thought it was really well done. I'm sorry. I, I'm not sorry. I don't, I don't apologize. Care. I'm not I gonna apologize. Well. If you didn't if other Star Wars fans didn't like, I get it. And I'm not gonna argue about it. But Please. I liked it. And then I saw this movie, and I think that's when I realized, no, I think what I like is Ryan Johnson and his storytelling and yeah, the yeah. way he does it. I love that he takes risks. Mm-hmm. Like, he puts yeah. stuff out there, and he's just confident in that he can pull it off, and he does. Yeah, he does. But I'm, I'm with you, Jake. I've been a fan since Looper. Um, I didn't see Brick in the Theater. I'd heard about it. And then when Looper was coming out, I'm a sucker for sci-fi and time travel. And so yeah. it was a good movie. I'm like, okay, I'll check that out. And then I was like, all right, this is somebody that I want to watch. So I've been following him for a while and he's, he's great. He is. And I just want him to keep making Ryan Johnson movies. And that's why I know that the star Wars trilogy that he's going to do is on the back burner and everybody's excited for it. And I am, I'll go see it when he, if he, when he ever makes it, but if he doesn't make it because he's making movies like knives out and glass onion and movies that he wants to make, that's okay too, because we need, there are always going to be more Star Wars movies. There's always going to be more Marvel movies. We need more movies that are just their own thing. You know what I yes, mean? And, absolutely. And and there are plenty of those out there still. But I want to see those from him. So Yeah, I, I totally agree. <clears throat> all right. That was the least articulate thing I've said all day. And that's saying something because I've said some pretty inarticulate <laughs> things. So yeah, I dropped the sweater. So yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. but that's that's becoming a legend. I think yeah. next year we need movies that make us Christmas sweaters. Christmas sweater. And say, this is By my way, ugly Christmas sweater. I did, sweater. Find, I did find a new uh, ugly Christmas sweater movie for next year. Oh, I, boy. I, I watched something and I'm like, I forgot that this was at Christmas and then later New Year's. We'll write like, that down. I, I will also say... I have seen a lot of posts on social media lately talking about Iron Man 3 being a Christmas movie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's spreading. It was, it was Iron playing, Man 3 is spreading. It was I watched yes a couple times this week. So yeah. Um, I watched a Christmas movie last night that's not a Christmas movie, but kind of is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, and that's staying alive. And oh. I had no idea. I have I watched that movie when I was a kid a lot like uh-huh. a, a lot there it's dancing and it's right i did not know sylvester stallone directed that movie yeah oh, right yeah. yeah so i started watching that last night and i'm like wait a second there's a little bit of christmas in here and sylvester stallone and i i need to finish watching it um because i didn't finish it but i was just like what should i watch tonight and I think I think people forget about the amount of stuff that Sylvester Stallone has done filmmaking wise behind mm-hmm. the camera yeah. and behind the scenes. And we tend to focus on him just being an actor, but he's actually pretty talented in a lot of ways yeah. as far as making film. So I mean, like how random, like you've got John Travolta in the, his biggest dance role, right? Because yeah. in, in Saturday Night Fever, this is a whole different episode, which I'd like to do. 
Um, he, I mean, he's known for dancing in that, but he's not like dancing, dancing. It's not technical dancing. Uh -huh. And then he is on Broadway in Staying Alive and you have Sylvester Stallone directing it. How yeah. rando is that? Yeah. It's when random. I was a kid, yeah. I had no idea what a big deal this was. I was just like, that guy's really cute and he's in tights. And we're going to yeah. watch dancing. I watched all the dance shows. I watched Electric Boogaloo. I watched Staying Alive, oh, totally. the, edit, the edited version of uh, yeah. Saturday Night Fever. Breaking Two. Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Breaking Two. Xanadu. Xanadu. Oh, <laughs> That's this is a whole we, other I, month. This is a whole I'm, other I'm, month of movies. I'm looking forward to that month. 2023. It's going to be a big month, folks. We're going to have we're gonna go Daniel Craig's 007 month. We're going to have Dancing Movie Month from the 70s it's i mean guys this is going to be awesome well, 2023 it's it's not it's just not our year. It's roller skating yeah roller dancing and roller dancing greek, and greek gods it's yeah and are they the, they're muses yeah yeah the, this is xanadu that we're talking about yeah is that, yeah, yeah there yeah. was like a whole or, section or that staying of alive? the 70s and early 80s where there was movies where even John Travolta is in one where they're like gods up here and they're uh -huh. looking down on the world. It was like all these like movies about Clash of the Titans. Yeah, like the yeah. Greek. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of uh, them were actually good. No. But we watched them. We enjoyed them. Oh, Clash of the Titans is a guilty pleasure. I mean, that was a real serious one. I'm talking about all the cheese cheesy ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like the phase that we had in the 90s where there were a lot of angel movies like City of Angels yeah. and Michael. That, and that was uh -huh. a good, yeah. I will watch City of Angels uh, anytime. Hey, that's what gave the Goo Goo Dolls their blast to fame. Right? And Michael, what a great movie. That's right. Uh, I think they were big before. I think they, but this, made them, were, but this made them epic. That's what took them into the stratosphere. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that song alone is still played on oh, radio stations all over the world. Now. Yeah. It is. Oh, well, I don't watch commercials anymore like you peasants, so I don't know. You peasants? <laughs> well, on that note, wow. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and give Knives Out a grade. It's probably cuz I just don't watch like sporting events, which I think is where most of the commercials come news from. News and sporting right? events, yeah. I watch yeah. news but not on regular TV. Um Yeah. What grade would we give Knives <laughs> Out? Well, as one of the peasants, I'll start. Uh, it's I would a give joke a... between Dave and I. Anytime we go to like a hotel or like we're out on the road, he's like, "Do we get to log into our streaming here? Or do we have to?" He says, "Or do we have to watch commercials like peasants?" <laughs> I think it's so funny. We live in a basement. Like we can make jokes about. That. I. It was funny. I'm... Okay. I don't want anybody okay. to be like, "Oh, Val." Oh, Val's no. all bougie. No, not it, it is weird though. It is weird when you're used to watching stuff on streaming services and then you go back and you yeah. watch it on regular TV of some sort. And you're like, what are all of these? This is and awful. The commercials There's like, are so bad. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it's like when we go to a screening of a film uh -huh. and there's no previews and then we go and we yes. watch it with, trailers and it's like these trailers are so long there are so I many of the them trailers. but did you see do... really quick did you see you can now sue movie studios for trailers that are misleading what yeah there was People a lawsuit to get i don't think back should... their, their regular there was lives. a lawsuit brought because thing. uh and this ties in anna de armas was shown in the in the trailer and her scene got cut from the movie and so some people got upset and threatened to sue and the judge is going to allow it to go forward 
And so they can sue the studio because of misleading false advertising. And I'm like, I think it I falls mean, more guess, under the creative artist's license. But... I mean, I feel like just not to spend a lot of time on this, but there we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like if you love certain stars and you're going to go spend money because you think that star is in that movie and that's the only reason you are going to see it. I mean, I can see the argument. Do I think it's worth your time to go sue over it? No. I think you walk up to the movie place and you say, hey, I thought this person was in this movie and it wasn't and I would like my money back. That movie theater is going to give you your money back. Yeah. Just get your yeah. money back from the theater and let them deal with it. You don't need to go to court. Stop it. No. Stop no. it. Like what? What are you suing for? Stop I mean, it. your movie yeah. ticket cost still under twenty and, and bucks. This was a this was a three ninety nine uh, digital rental, but they're suing for like five million dollars. Of course they are, because it's yeah. America. That's what we call <laughs> kids. That's right. what we call a frivolous lawsuit. I, and because... I'm a fan. I'm a fan of movie trailers. Like I, oh, I'm yeah. kind of bummed when I go to a screening and there's no trailers. I'm like, yeah, because no. I like seeing something for the first time. Like. There's no way that Suicide Squad, the original, would have made any money without that without that trailer. Without the music video yeah. trailer that, that matched trailer the music made video it movie. Decent, and then it yeah. wasn't. But you want to, yeah, you want to talk about suing? That would be one worth. That would definitely be up there. Yeah, I think we should get together. We should get like as as the America like community, and we should uh, sue the studio. Yeah, <laughs> we'll each only one? get a dollar, but it will teach them a lesson. That's right. That's right. Well, according tell. to David Ayers, it's because they didn't do his cut. Of course. He's, he's gone sure. on for years sure. about Snyder his cut. cut is, is sure. Release, release the Ayers cut. That's right. what, that's There's the next actually trending. people that are wanting that. Yeah. Of course there are. But I don't want to get into it. I'm I'm so frustrated with the DC fan base right now. I don't even want to get into it. Take all I, the time that you're putting into all this frivolous nonsense and help. Someone in the community, go do something better Listen, with your time and money. Although, really gonna, quick, did you I'm guys see Zachary Levi's video that he? Yeah, released? I resourced yeah. that. That yeah. dude he's, is class. I, Zachary yeah, Levi is. is one of my favorite people. Like where he's like, you know what? If I don't get to play this character again, them's the breaks, and I'll move on to something else. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, you're so great. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's out. Shazam's outside enough. Uh -huh. that they could integrate it i think into what but i don't know what they're really is. connected to anything else yeah. yeah uh black adam i think mainly got cut because they needed to get rid of the rock after his well, attempted they, coup of dc they studios asked him, they asked him if he'd do cameos in some of these other films like shazam and with the flash and he refused so yeah. i think that didn't help either yeah if you're not yeah. gonna be a team player uh-huh rock I, yeah, you guys I know Henry how much Cavill I love Dwayne Johnson. I want Henry Cavill to cameo in my movie, but I won't go cameo in anybody else's. Yeah. 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 Gotta be a team player, bro. Um, so Knives Out, I Back would give this Green. movie an A, <laughs> is what I'm gonna give this. I enjoy this one. Um, I do think I enjoyed Glass Onion a little bit more, mm -hmm. uh, but this is still really, really good. It's really well written, well played, well directed, like all of it is just it's just quality from start to finish. One of my favorite movies from the year it came out. Um, and it was great to go back and watch it again. So I would give it an A. It was a B plus for me. Totally enjoyable. But like you said, Glass Onion is just, there's just something about that. I like some of the character development a little bit more mm -hmm. in Knives Out. Um, but I just think how Glass Onion plays um, 
it's a movie I would watch more. Like you said, you get to watch one of these. Which one are you going to watch? It's going to be Glass Onion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but B Plus is still, I mean, yeah, it's a fun yeah, it's... movie. It's super smart. It's got shwetas. It's got lines. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shreddy, shwetas. like yeah. how do you go wrong? Um, but, and all of the characters, again, you're going to see people like Don Johnson in there and you're going to be like, why aren't you in more things, Don Johnson? Cause he doesn't have to be. That's why, um, yeah, yeah. he, he's very choosy. People think it's because he's washed up. Nope. Super choosy about what he does. He enjoys doing movies, but he likes doing TV more, um, yep. which is, you know, fine. But I like seeing him on the big screen. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go B plus on this one too. It's very enjoyable. Um, I, I think glass onion is, is much better film. I think, this one takes a little while. Like I said, it takes a little while to get revved up. Um, once it does, mm -hmm. once it finds its stride, then it it's up and running. Um, but the, the casting is a lot of fun. The dialogue is great. Um, just, yeah, B plus for me. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for Knives Out. Um, we are done with 2022. Bye. Starting in January of 2023. We know, we know that January is just the worst month. We get it. We it's feel true. you. And my birthday's in January, so I know. I don't think January's <laughs> like, the worst month. It is. It is, it is hard. I think it's it, long. It, it's it Thanksgiving, and everybody yeah. gets together and eats all this food, and then you put up all the Christmas decorations, and there's all these lights and festivities and fun. And then you give me a month where I don't have to give anyone a gift or see anyone under false circumstances. I'm totally fine with it. But, but it's, it's Utah, also cold and dark. And, and just, in Utah, we get the inversion. Yeah, the inversion is always and bad in January. It really settles in in January, and it's just it's air pollution, and it's gloomy, and it's gray. Right. And so right. if you it's feel like Tracy and I do about January-type weather. About shmammuary? It's true. I look outside in, during the inversion, and I think the color of that air is dishwasher is dishwater color. Cause that's I'm just going to call it, it January like. shmammuary, and then yes. just... But we got you. We are going to talk about films in January to brighten your winter day and hopefully bring you some smiles uh, and things like that. Uh, and so that's something to look forward to. Uh, maybe we'll turn February into 00 February and talk about Daniel Craig's 007 movies. Either that or we wait until July, but that's too long. That's too, it's way too month. long. Yeah. So, but that's what we have coming up for you this year. Um, we're going to hit our four year mark. In March, so a lot of cool stuff happening in 2023. Fourth season, fourth year. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's more crazy. Four. We're jerky little toddlers. Look at us go. Just wait till we hit our teenage years. You're gonna hate it. Preteens. Yeah, preteens are bad too. Uh, but we're excited. So a lot of cool stuff. You're gonna want to make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss a minute of it. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app and make sure that you like and comment on this video because that will get it more traction and more people will see it. And we always appreciate that and share it. We don't mind share sharing is caring. We I like true. it. So, and uh, until then we won't see you at the movies. Happy new year. <laughs>